Drive, and now the official debut of the Deboned segment <gasps> of the show. How exciting is that, Raf? Really? Bones Magazine runs out of the R1 studios. It is edited by Erin, who is the music director at R1 as well, runs fortnightly. It's essentially like an art mag yeah. at this point, like an art zine. It's beautiful. Um, I think a, the run is 200 now, so it can be yeah. quite hard to find when it gets kind of to the end of the two weeks. Uh, you can come up to the R1 studios to grab one at any point during the working week, so between 9 and 5 on any work days. You can also find it at Relics, Morning Magpie. Where am I missing, Raf? I think it was at... Uh, Old Bar as well at one point. Was it? Blue Oyster at one Blue point Oyster. as well. Um, anyway, we have a guest on the show we today. Do. I would like to introduce John Cora. Hello. Hello. I pronounced all of that correctly, is yes, that right? Yes, you did. Fantastic. You did. Thank you so much for joining us today for the very, very first segment that no, <laughs> will go right, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last time we hosted this segment, a little bit of backlash about the editorial that Erin mm. wrote. It was mm. it was taken a, in a different direction from it what was. she was going for. She wanted to say that she was done with all male lineups for gigs. That's mm-hmm. a totally fair statement yep. as well. Um, it was taken as boycott the cook as a venue. A little bit of drama. It's not going to happen yeah. this time. And not hopefully. at all what she meant either. Yeah. Not at all what she in meant. Anyway. No, and we talked about that at the mm-hmm. time as well. So hopefully it doesn't go in that direction <laughs> this time. I'm sure it won't. Um, so Bones Magazine is a little bit of a mix of everything. There are articles. It can be a bit of a diary for some people, would you say? Yeah, mm. definitely. I think for myself especially, it's kind of a just an outpour of a lot of opinions that I have. Sometimes it's um, brought up. I'll write an article, um, like I think not this issue, but the last issue, was me writing about an experience that I had that kind of extrapolated into like a larger issue that I had with Dunedin and um, yeah it's very much a diary but also just like my opinions which are sometimes very unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that they're actually no, very relevant agreed. to the Dunedin escape as well um, and that's interesting that you said that because that is what my article from this week is kind of about and mm-hmm. I drew off your last article about social lynching yeah. um, in my article about cultural currency which is in this week's, I want to say this week's Bone Magazine, yeah. this cycle's Bone the Magazine. Current this, bone magazine. Yeah. The current Bones the current Magazine. Bone, yeah. um, every two weeks it's released. So it's a big mix of content. There's also comics sometimes. There's yeah. beautiful art. Um, who are the two artists? There are two covers yes, for this Bones Magazine this week. Which the are artists. both so good. Yeah, they're gorgeous. One is blue and one is yes. yellow. My advice would be to come in and get both. But it's mm-hmm. the same content, just different art. It is. The... Um, Yellow one, which is of the smokestack behind the village, is by Max Howard Martins, and the one of various noses, which I actually really like, yeah. is by Larissa Hine. Okay, awesome. So we have those two local artists that have designed the magazine, not designed, sorry, Erin designs the magazine, but have designed the front covers, and also there's a poster in the middle of every there Bones there's magazine. There's actually two in this one. Yeah. Yeah, two different ones because two different covers. Uh, so also you get that, um, it's a risograph printed uh, poster. It's gorgeous. It's on recycled paper. Cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, lots of art. There's poetry. There are people's almost diary entries. Mm-hmm. There are articles on dumb stuff, funny stuff. It's great. Everyone has something different to say. Um, there is no kind of set genre for Bones. Anyone can write. And you listening can write for Bones. Anyone can write for Bones. You just have to email into bones at r1.co.nz, I yep, believe, yep, the email so. list. Yep. 
So, let's get started on your article for this week. It is titled, Angry Does Not Equal Bad. Yes, it is quite a heavy article, um, which I forgot until about five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looking over what it said, but um, yeah, it's it's quite a heavy article. It was um, after speaking with one of my friends, who is also a Bones contributor, um, mm. she came around for tea at my house um, and had a really um, enlightening conversation with me and I think um, I was almost angry about being angry a little bit and I wanted to write about that and um, also kind of not necessarily justify that opinion but um, give some personal context as to why um, I was angry um, because mm. there are different levels of anger. It does stem from different places um, and I really wanted to hone in on my personal experience because I know everyone else's experience with anger is different. Um, mm. But for this one, yeah, I I do mention having to do some like quite um, adult things when I was definitely a child still mm. and um, there's anger that comes with that and I think a lot of people can identify with that. Um, you know, having to do things that uh, you know beyond the years that they shouldn't have to do, um, mm. especially uh, in today's society. So yeah, I really wanted to to address that, explore it, and also I think the thing about bones as well, and I don't know if if you have the same thing, um, but really wanted to figure out my own opinion, and I think by writing it down, it yeah. helps me figure out like what I'm actually thinking about an issue mm -hmm. is nothing like writing down something stupid and reading it and saying that's actually not what I think or feel mm -hmm. and rewriting mm -hmm. it and trying to um, recenter your ideas so it's probably been like the cheapest therapy <laughs> <laughs> and um, again I'm just so grateful to Erin for making this and uh, allowing so many people to be a part of it I think that can be confused with seeking um, validity from fellow contributors and people that read yeah. the magazine for having a certain opinion which is something that I touch in in the cultural capital article later on in the magazine um, but that's not what you're saying is it that's not what you seek from this no I don't think that that's what I seek I think it's far more selfish than that I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're honest <laughs> I think it's definitely just like I mean I guess I'm just surprised that people even read my article mm -hmm. um, just I mean not to be overly self-deprecating but I read the other articles that are in there and, and your and your one I read um, this week and they're just so good and they're they're so eloquent and um, I definitely don't see myself as someone who is very eloquent but I try mm -hmm. and I think that that's all people really want from other people is just to try and figure things out mm -hmm. I think even if you don't get it right, because I definitely don't get things right, and maybe in like five, ten years, or even now, I'll look back at an article I've written and be like, why did <laughs> a few I? of us, A few of us with bones, I feel that's going to be the way. Yeah, but I think that it's just about being respectful of people's like journeys through figuring out um, the less shitty, like opinion that you can have about something yeah like the I've also seen your progression I've read every article that you've written for Jesus. bones <laughs> I've seen your progression <laughs> from when you first started writing for bones and what you're producing now in particular in this issue and in the last issue that article about social lynching was fantastic by the way oh, um, so I've, I've seen your progression as well and I can actually see what you're talking about is 
using it as an outlet, but it, it changes over time into developing your own opinion, and you have a much stronger voice now writing for Bones than you did mm. when you first began. Do you feel that in your writing as well? Yeah, definitely. I feel more confident. I feel, um, actually, the article that I wrote last week, I wrote in five minutes, because wow. what happened was... Um, yeah, can you talk a bit about the article? It's really good. Yeah, I um, I ran into someone that I don't know very well at all. And um, it was in the middle of a cafe and they were just, they were having like a total meltdown and it was really shitty to see. It was really shitty to see and, and, and they looked so sad and desperate and it was horrible and, and it was horrible and I think it really just rubbed me up the wrong way. I don't think that other people should be able to do that to other people. I don't think that being that sad and alone is justifiable. Yeah. I think mm. that there of course are exceptions but in this particular circumstance um, I don't think that that's that that was okay or yeah. And what kind of phenomena caused that distress in that person? I mean, yeah, it was just a social lynching. It was okay. just like a classic, you know, A-grade Dunedin social lynching. Yeah. And it, 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 it was classic. Yeah, yeah. It's happened to a lot of people. Um, it was different seeing it happen to um, a woman um, mm -hmm. because I hadn't experienced that as much. Um, not to say that that's doesn't that's not unjustified at all because there's a lot of shitty men out there but yeah. um <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah it was just it was hard to see and i just i was just so angry um <laughs> which is maybe why i wrote the next article but yeah. um but yeah no it, i think it was it's just not okay it's not okay for people to just judge people and then make their lives shitty and then force all of their friends around them to not talk mm. to them anymore. That's just, it's not okay. Yeah. It's childish. Is it, what is it is very juvenile. Yeah. Um, it was also really interesting in your article from this week to uh, hear about the anger outlet perspective from a woman. You don't really often, because you, you can hear about toxic masculinity a lot mm. and you yeah. can hear about uh, men having outlets that aren't necessarily healthy for anger. But personally, I don't hear that account from women very often, and that was what really caught my eye about your article this week. Yeah, I think that it has really helped me having women around me who aren't afraid to express their anger, though, as well. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the Bones contributors um, get angry, and I, yeah. and I, and, and, and I, and I really, um, that's helped me. So I don't know if I can take all of the credit for being like, yeah, I'm angry and I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. It's been definitely, like, women around me who have been like all good with being angry and help me understand anger yeah like my mm. friend did that I reference um uh yeah because I honestly I didn't understand anger and I didn't even think it was okay so yeah. it's yeah. people mm. around me who have helped me be comfortable with that yeah which Fantastic. I'm really grateful for yeah, yeah. great um we're just going to go to a quick song we're going to come cool. back with the second part of the deboned segment talking a wee bit about cultural capital and also about another article that samuel rillstone has written um which he connects all of his articles to comic book mm. narrative plot lines which is really interesting uh so we're going to have a wee chat about that if you have any sort of opinion or question for us as we read through bones magazine Give us a text on 0212 Radio 1, that is 0212723461, and we will endeavour to answer that for you in the second half of the Deboned segment presented by Bones Magazine. This is Outworn by Soccer Mummy. Mm -hmm. 
We are back in the Deboned segment presented by Bones Magazine. I am joined by John Jose Cora and also my lovely co-host Raphael. There was one article this week that really caught your attention and I saw it really hit you when you read it. Well, it's it's very unique because it's very difficult for someone to find an art medium that can sort of prescribe all emotions and all feelings and all situations. Mm -hmm. But because I think now there's just the sheer volume of comics that are out there, it's really easy to identify and not even like mainstream brands like DC but even further afield like yeah. Dark Horse Comics and all that and um, Samuel You might Wilson. just want to say so Samuel writes um, almost, for almost every single yeah. edition of Bones um, but he relates every single article he writes back to a comic book narrative as I said earlier in the segment so that's yeah. what you were talking about just then um, so this week This week he talks about Battle of the Cowl, which is a shorter, sort of more independently written Batman series where Darkseid, who, as Sammy writes, is clearly a rip-off, sorry, who (laughs) Thanos ripped, or Marvel ripped off for Thanos, um, kills Batman, and it's about the power vacuum that occurs and who takes it on, and he relates it to feeling like someone has let him down Mm -hmm. in his family, Mm. which is, of course, like I said before, it's like a diary. Mm. So it's a very honest, very deep thing. I think this is the most honest thing Samuel has actually ever... Um, you know, let mm. this publication have in mm. the midst, um, which is fantastic to see. Because as I was saying before, to see your progression, John, as you mm. wrote, Bones has been around for a wee while now since the end of last year. So to see his progression as well as a writer yeah. has been really fantastic. I'd and this is so. the most open article I've ever read from oh, him. God, I believe. Yeah. Um, but big kudos to him. So you found that to be yeah, amazing. He pretty much hit the nail right on the head there with what he was describing. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything you can say about the way that Batman is illustrated and written, is that it's very moody and very broody, but very honest and very open. So yep. it's very clear about what you're being presented with. And so he took an issue that is often difficult to talk to people about, and he mentions that he actually found it quite easy to talk to with his family about, which is amazing. Yeah. Because I don't know about you guys, but if someone lets me down in my family, it's a very much a, a single relationship thing, and mm-hmm. you can't bring the rest of the family into it, otherwise it's seen as unreasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Samuel has brought attention to something that's really important and made it accessible as well, which is pretty much all you can do if yeah. you're writing an article in a magazine. And yeah. just so cool that he's related it back to a comic book. It's yeah. very creative and a really different idea. I wouldn't have thought of it from that perspective. Hmm. If, you know, yeah. I would go for the anger straight away. Yeah. <laughs> like, My family members let me down, but to relate it back, yeah. it seems like Keeps it's it a fantastic coping mechanism yeah. for him as well, God, which yeah. is really cool to and see. And like a genuine thought process as well. Um, probably growing up, I think he he read comic books and is a, is a fan of them. Mm. Um, and to use something that he's familiar with and then um, put that in an article to make it, as you said, accessible mm. is is awesome. It's really really creative and cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so fantastic article from Samuel in this edition of Bones magazine. Uh, we're just gonna turn a wee bit to the back. I feel feels so narcissistic. It's like now it's my article that we're going to talk about. Um, it's less the fact it's that it's my article, article and more it's, the topic. Yeah. It's such it's such a good article. And, and when you said, um, "Oh, I kind of reference your article," and this one, I was like, "Oh shit, um, that's it's going to be bad." Um, no, nope. I read it oh, and I was no. like, "Oh, it wasn't it wasn't bad. That's good." No, um, but no, it's really really good. And like we were saying over the um, break, I think that it is amazing how you've addressed something that I think a lot of people, including myself, talk around. Mm-hmm. Talking about um, cultural currency is 
really really difficult yeah it's very very difficult because you do get into some really touchy realms of mm. not okay thinking and yeah. it's, it's hard so it's extremely brave yeah yeah i just i was experiencing this phenomena in dunedin i'm not yeah. from dunedin so to oh, come neither. yeah so to come from up, <laughs> yeah we're all not locals right so to come from a different culture within new zealand still but it's mm. a different culture um i'm from auckland originally so i came from that down to here and i didn't quite understand the way that the current cultural currency was yeah. traded mm. down here that didn't make a lot of sense to me um and because i only moved down here last year because i you know i was in first year last year so that I just didn't know where my place was down mm -hmm. here, and I didn't yeah. understand. Well, Auckland is international, but Dunedin is so Dunedin. Like, yeah. it doesn't look outward in a lot of ways. Yeah. Not, not to be mean to the city or rag on it, but that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, of and course. And as soon as you let yourself become completely insular and you prevent your thinking from looking outward, mm -hmm. this is what happens because you create a, a social hierarchy out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it's just just kind of sad really yeah it? so the definition of cultural capital if you're not familiar with it as i was not before i wrote this article um it's the accumulation of knowledge behaviors and skills that one can tap into to demonstrate one's cultural competence and thus one's uh, social status and standing in society which sounds mm. ridiculous because mm. it, it is, is. <laughs> um but when i came across someone again a fellow bones contributor great people to have conversations with if you ever <laughs> want to talk about these kind of issues uh they literally said to me that person has a lot of cultural capital and that's why they can get away with that mm. and my mind was just blown i was like that's mm. what i've been experiencing yeah. and i don't yeah. understand how to work it or manipulate it and that's why i keep getting into these situations this kind of article is also very difficult and you'll find this with your articles as well it's really hard to not come off as that you're like adding someone you know like trying to get at someone yeah. by writing the article yeah so i didn't write any particular instances where this has happened although there's been heaps and as yeah. soon as you oh, read yeah. this you, yeah you, something you comes to mind right yeah definitely i think as well with with this it's um there are different types of skills or whatever that makes up cultural currency that are more valuable than the others. So, like, moving to Dunedin, having to identify what those are yeah. and then figure that out on top of the fact that there is a cultural currency mm -hmm. is insanely difficult yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and, and insanely bullshit and stupid. <laughs> so it must be, yeah, it must have been a really big shock for you. It was, and... I mean, it really boils down to the in and the out crowd, which, as we've said, like, it's juvenile, it's yeah, high school, school behaviour, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But that is sad. how mm. these small societies run themselves, um, especially in creative circles and where your work or, you, you know, your passion is being put out there for people to judge and for people mm. to either enjoy or not enjoy. Um, that's really difficult. And a lot of this article I just asked questions because I don't have the answers yeah. to the questions so it's like why do others with perceived higher levels of capital react to people's discomfort who may have lower levels of capital in the way that they do or um, you know how do you how do people perpetuate their discomfort if they don't if they suddenly become self-aware that they don't have the same level of capital as someone yeah. else and they start getting they get treated unfairly because of mm. that and I was noticing it in not just social circles but in the media down here in yeah. the student media and again mm. I'm not saying anyone in particular um, because of working across both print media down here and in the radio as well um, I love you Radio 1 just by the way it's not about you <laughs> <laughs> but you know working in the student media 
it's really difficult because you watch these people with perceived high levels of cultural capital yeah. shit on you essentially yeah. and mm. you go well actually what if I have an opinion that's worth listening to yeah. and is valid yeah. but you won't listen to it or accept it because no one else in your little circle mm. has let me in yet or yeah. said that my opinion is okay but, to talk about you know, if you wear a certain type of outfit or clothing or brand suddenly you're oh, in there Danita. and you're oh. oh my god you must be cool I love your, I love your jacket I think the worst thing is is that like these people have come from a lot of the time especially like in creative circles they've been to high school they've like fucking hated it mm. it's, yeah, and they've God, been like yeah. this is bullshit I shouldn't have to be like less um, than someone else for like absolutely no real reason yeah. Um, mm. and have less valid opinions and my discomfort mean any less than anyone else's um, and then come to a city and perpetuate exactly what they hated. And I just find that, and it's almost like, how much can you hate um, this way of thinking and that way mm. of thinking? And like, how much of like a, a liberal artist can you be in that in itself, being like the popular girl in high school, yeah. mm-hmm. the popular boy Everyone in high school? Everyone wants their chance to be the popular kid. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's just so obvious, it seems, yeah. That, yeah. that has been perpetuated. And that really sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's awful, and it's really difficult to get your head around if mm. you're not used to it. Um, <laughs> or from here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and also, the it's rest hard. of the world's just looking back, like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, well, also, it's hard because Bones Magazine is essentially dealing in cultural capital. We have a really small team that yeah. writes at the moment, and mm. hopefully, it's going to grow, and it mm-hmm. is growing, which is really cool to see. Um, but unfortunately, when you're exchanging opinions and when you're exchanging the magazine in its physical format, it is almost, you know, it's part of that cultural capital. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, how can we um, have kind of mitigation techniques to prevent this really concentrated pool of one specific currency dominating social yeah. and yeah. media spheres? It's a conscious decision to be completely, you know... Don't, not caring, not actually giving a crap mm. about what you don't do and don't have, and that's yeah. something that definitely comes with age. So as long as we're in this, we're in this age group, it's I'm just going to keep happening. It's not what you can well, do. Well, I think we have to hold each other accountable. Yeah, I think, I yeah, think we just have to like you just have to call someone out and be like, hey, when you when you wrote that or you did that, and 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 I've done that. I've spoken to people about the articles that they've written in Bone and been like, I disagree. That is not so. Have I. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and and yeah. I and I have had like those conversations that people don't want to have. They're and hard. I, and I, they're hard and they suck and I and, and I say that and and I mean it. I don't like it. I don't enjoy confrontation. But if we do want to hold ourselves accountable and we're not all gonna just grow up and be better people, I think yeah. we just have to we have to just not lie. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Yeah. I try and tell the truth, which is actually uh, really hard. Um but you know, <laughs> like you know, just trying to hold yourself accountable as well as other people, yeah. I think is the only way that we can make this um, not so much of like a currency, yeah, but more of like, um, like a like a growth, like a catalyst yeah. kind of thing, yeah. um, to 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 prevent this perpetuation of like high school quit yeah. crap. Yeah, and oh, also yeah. not putting younger people trying to move up through a gauntlet that you yourself had to yeah. move through when yeah. you first moved to the. It's Dunedin. like doctors yeah. that bully young doctors. It just it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, how do you expect to have fresh ideas and fresh opinions if you're just going to oppress anyone that comes on that real entry level? Mm. Um, and that's a very media-specific thing, but it, unfortunately it happens in Dunedin. Mm. Um, a few other articles in the magazine, if you'd like to pick it up. 
Oh, what else do we have in here? We have Nicole Yen who mm. is talking about uh, not wanting to whinge or whine about um, important things in life where you shouldn't be shamed for talking about them, but you do, unfortunately. Mm. Um, the Ecotone in the middle has a physical gig guide, so if the Rad Times gig guide isn't enough for you, you can chuck it up on your wall. <laughs> um, there's an advertising space, so if you want to advertise in bonus, Please maybe do. get in contact with bones at r1.co.nz. An interview with Andrew Savage. Uh, I really else? like the Millie Lovelock one. Yes. About, about, Lovelock about, one, about yeah. Kath and Kim. Yeah, <laughs> she, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, at, near the back, uh, mm. Millie Lovelock has written a, a very deep and perceptive yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> look into the series <laughs> Kath and Kim, loved by all. Mm. Um, and then Eliana has a beautiful piece of poetry at the end, which is titled Remember More Fondly in Death. And her poetry is always worth having a read of when you pick up this magazine. Mm. And and at the back of every Bones magazine, there's a section mm. called Done. Uh, if you didn't pick up on it, every section of Bones has the word One in it. Because it runs out of Radio 1. Fantastic. Get out of stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is sometimes one of the best pages of the magazine. <laughs> it's hilarious. If mm. you would like to contribute to Bones magazine, please email bones at r1.co.nz and come up and get one from the R1 studios. There are two um, beautiful covers this week, mm. so two to get. Thank you so much for joining us today, John. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having Thanks, me. It's been no, awesome. that's been it was, great, it was great to have someone else's opinion. Um, yeah, we get lonely. We do get lonely. <laughs> uh, next week we will have someone else because, okay, the time's got a little bit mixed up, so we're mm. having two in a row for these two next weeks, and then it will be fortnightly, this segment. Uh, but next week we're going to have someone else come and chat about their article on cool. the Debone segment. Thank you so much.